Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. She's Stacey Mitchell. And we have Nick Wolf behind the camera. And we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And if you get some value out of the show here, we're going to be talking about the lowest rates since last summer. A Coldwell Banker franchise leaving NAR and Realtor.com housing market predictions if they're right or wrong. If you like what we have to share, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications on our YouTube link that we're going to have posted here. Ladies, this is probably the best news we've had, in my view, since last summer. We're seeing six and five-eighths. So, Sarah, what's that number in decimal points? 6.62. (laughs) 6.625%. And this is just just tremendous news for people. And on top of that, we saw the FHFA increase the conventional loan limits. So we've got all this good news going on in housing. How are you communicating this right now? What's the temperature in the market as of today for the folks that you're helping? I mean, I think it's nice sharing, being able to reach out and share some good news um, and just kind of, you know, take a temperature for where that where for like my buyers they're at in the the process. If they kind of were thinking about holding off a bit or they felt like the holidays were getting a bit hectic, um, being able to give them good news and, you know, hey, this this could really increase your affordability. Look what this is going to do to your monthly payment. Um, Maybe you're okay like getting out there again once or twice knowing that those pieces have fallen into uh into place yeah i uh, exactly the same um just reaching out to my clients uh, especially the ones who may have been a little bit more hesitant you know to purchase kind of put it on the back burner uh just to let them know if they're not paying attention pay attention because interest rates are coming down so it's very exciting, and um, they're excited, too. I found, for the most part, people are really happy to hear that news. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does uh, pique their interest, and it sparks their, you know, curiosity. They want to start, you know, I see them. There's more traffic on their site. You know, I mm-hmm. see it coming through, especially on the MLS, too, when I get the notifications when somebody logs in. Um, so to me, it's been very, very good news. To my clients, it's been very well received. So I think we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And then I think being able to kind of break it down a little bit further from just like rate to rate, but like, um, hey, on a $400,000 house, that's mm-hmm. $350 a month less. <laughs> so, Savings, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, being able to give them both the the rate, which may or may not mean something to them, and what that means for their pocket. Mm-hmm. And for my sellers, my seller clients that have been waiting too, uh, it's, it's positive news for them. Mm-hmm. Because they're they might not feel so locked in, right? You know, getting into a a, a low six percent interest rate instead right. of that seven or you know closer to eight percent interest rate if they're trying to get into a new house and sell their existing home, right? And it helps them on both ends because that you know obviously on the buy end when they're going to be you know getting a new mortgage possibly or whatever you know they're able to to see the savings there, but then also on the um, for the buyers that will be purchasing the house that they put on the market, now they have a little bit more wiggle room as well. Yes. And also for buyers that are going to be potentially looking at their home, mm-hmm. at my cl- at my seller client's homes. Yes. So they're going to have a bigger buyer pool, mm-hmm. I believe anyway, with the lower interest rates. 
they're definitely going to have a bigger buyer pool. I mean, $300 can knock someone out of affording a home or not. I mean, Sarah, you're talking about 400 for a reason. That's right around where we see the average sale price come in on properties in our, in our marketplace here. If you're not getting the word out to your clients, I mean, some people just don't even know this is going on because they pulled back so much. This was just two weeks ago, maybe two and a half weeks ago, we were seeing 8% rates. So this is really exciting to see here. And on top of that, we're seeing that next year, the FHFA, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, is increasing uh, loan limits. So all of a sudden, that Morgan Stanley study we talked about last week where affordability could be on the upswing for buyers, well, we've seen this massive decrease in rates. We've seen loan limits go up. So now you can get a conventional loan with as little as 3% down on a property that's just over $800,000, and you can do a 5% down loan on a property that's $796,000 and change with these new loan limits, the loan limit for a conventional um, loan is now uh, $766,000 and change. It's uh, it's a 5.56% increase compared to last year. There's all these things happening right now that have drastically moved people from what I believe will be sitting on the fence to transacting at potentially a higher clip than what we saw in 2023. And, this is all the more reason for people to be having meetings with folks like Stacy and Sarah right now because the word's going to get out. And once the holidays are over, when everyone gets over this eggnog-induced coma that they're in where they just, you know, it's, it's holidays, not holiday months, right? And uh, it, it, you're, you're, there's such an opportunity now to buy homes and to transact in normal conditions because after the first of the year, you're going to see a run on the market. You're going to see more homes getting listed and you could be back into a really competitive situation. Right. And I think with these different things coming into play, this is a good time to also, you know, continue to talk to your mortgage lender or talk to multiple mortgage lenders to find out, um, you know, use them as a tool, you know, for does, how can I afford this house now, you know, um, and, you know, use their expertise and, um you know, find out real time what this means for you. Yes, we have um, we have in-house premier lenders that we work with, and they provided us that wonderful chart the yeah. other day that really broke it down in great detail. The difference between, uh, you know, obviously purchase price, but what the savings are monthly mm-hmm. at the different interest rates. So that chart I put it in PDF immediately and JPEG immediately on my phone mm-hmm. so that I can shoot it off to my clients because when they can see those differences, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it. Hey, we you can do this, that, and the other. But when you have that information to actually share to your clients where they can study it at whenever they get a quiet time to look at it, it's very impactful. I thought that was really, really helpful that they put that out there. Mm-hmm. Well, it was smart because you don't have to be a mathematician to be a great real estate agent. You need to know how to calculate a few things. So what's, you know, these aren't tests that we're going on. These are appointments to convert sales. And a lot of people think they need to know it by hand or, you know, backwards and forwards, mm-hmm. no cheat sheets. That That's a bad assumption, Stacey. I mean, you're talking to an agent who's doing, you know, 50, 60 sales a year on average. And, hey, I downloaded it on my phone so I can show people. So I love cheat sheets. <laughs> what, what, why, why wouldn't you have a cheat sheet? I mean, yep. it makes it, and it's no different than writing notes and mm-hmm. and 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 having being overly prepared, which is what great agents do because you got to be able to have this information ready on demand. Mm-hmm. When a buyer walks into a home and they're having an emotional reaction and they're excited, and maybe you only have a couple hours, 
I'm a big believer in moving while the iron's hot instead of letting time can be the enemy for sales in a lot of cases, in a lot of ways. And it's not making do people anything, making people do anything they don't want to do. In my view, it's just being a smart, prepared agent. Because if you go to, you know, an, an accountant's office during tax season, they know exactly what your tax rate's going to be. I mean, these aren't these aren't guessing games here. So all of this is going on, which I, I find is is fascinating right now. And I am. A, we talked a couple weeks ago about how that we're at an inflection point in the market. This is separation season for agents who are, you know, again, they're taking the, the three or four days off plus whatever weekends are involved there. And still working instead of just mailing it in, which is unfortunately what a lot of people do right now. Real estate consumers think something different is coming. And I want to share some of this data with you here. We went over all the good stuff. I mean, this is like the best, most positive news we've had, I would say, in months on this show. With you know commission lawsuits and rates and Jerome Powell trying to crash the housing market. <laughs> so here's what consumers think. Lending Tree conducted a survey, and it's, it's 2,000 U.S. consumers, so it's not a huge sample size. According to the results, 44% of Americans believe the market is at risk of a crash over the next 12 months, and 31% are uncertain. So, yeah, and then breaking it down by generation, um, 52% of uh, millennials are most likely to expect the market's going to crash within a year. Now, only 30% of baby boomers have the same expectation, probably because they've been through other market cycles. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it shows the wisdom there. Um, Gen Z, 48% of Gen Z believes that there's going to be a, a market crash, 42% of Gen X. Um, and, you know, so, so there's all these people. I mean, this is pretty wild to me that 44% of people expect the housing market crash. I mean, are, are you are you seeing that in the field, ladies? It's an ongoing battle. <laughs> right. You mean like seeing it amongst like clients, like thinking that's what is going to happen? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm going to wait for the market to crash. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, that's been an ongoing battle uh, the past at least a year, if not longer. I'm surprised by the amount of people in this survey. Um, But I also would like to ask these same folks what their definition of crash is. What do do you mean crash? Are you waiting for houses to drop? And I always ask this question, $50,000, $100,000, what do you mean crash? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not happening. Right. I think this is more wishful thinking than it is they truly believe it's going to happen. I've got a stat that's going to blow your mind here. More than one-third of Americans want a housing crash, right? So so, uh, 36% of homeowners and 35% of Americans overall are hoping the market takes a dive. While more than 51% of homeowners aren't keen to the idea, obviously, 15% they want the housing, uh, they want a housing crash to lower their property taxes that's never going to happen, by the way. They're two uh, different things. That's not and another 15% say it could improve market stability in the long run. Um, and almost one-third of non-homeowners, so they see a housing crash as the only way they'll ever be able to afford a home. And the share is greater among Gen Z and millennials who are not homeowners. They're at 39 and 38% respectively. That, that is insane to me because yeah. the, the, there's so much GDP tied to housing. It's it's almost 17% of the GDP. I mean, you're basically saying I want the economy to just just blow up. Right. Yeah. And I mean, for the for non-homeowners, I, at least I can see why they'd maybe be rooting for a crash. Like, obviously, that's going to affect a lot more than just, like, them getting the house. But, like, that's wild that homeowners would be like, come on, crash. Like, that doesn't I, that, make That sense. blows my mind because why? 
Right. Why would you want to lose your biggest asset? Right. Or lose the equity in, in your be- biggest asset. I don't, right. that to me blows my mind. I yeah. don't understand it. Uh, maybe they're hoping because they want to get their kids out of the house if their millennial kids <laughs> are still in the house. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I understand about, you know, the folks without a home that, that didn't purchase yet, if you're renting and you feel like, wow, uh, I'm never going to be able to, to purchase. I don't know about that. Why don't you talk to an agent? Why don't you get the real information, not just listen to what, you know, what you're hearing out there, all the noise, really focus in and see. There's so many loan programs out there and available for first-time homebuyers. I bet you half of these people don't even know what's right. available to them. They just are complaining that I'll never be able to afford a house. Right. That's a great point because um, we were talking on the Knowledge Brokers podcast last week about just knowing the local lending programs that are out there. I mean, a lot of people, I'm surprised how many people in Pennsylvania don't know about PHFA, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know what PHFA is, it's a Pennsylvania housing um, uh, loan just for the state. And we work with one of the top PHFA lenders. And the rate on that, so we're seeing 6.625%, six and five eighths today. That's at six and a quarter right now, 6.25%. And it's for first time buyers, right? So that applies to a lot of these Gen Z and millennial folks. FAJ's at six and a half right now. So, I mean, you have the all these different things happening. And your opinion, ladies, Jacob Channel, the uh, the Lending Tree senior economist, he feels the same way. He said, right now, home prices are high as are rates. With that in mind, I can understand why some might wish for a housing crash that brings lower prices. Unfortunately, if the national housing market were to crash, odds are that it would bring down the rest of the economy with it. Yep. Which happened in 2008, by the way, if you want to look at history. And that was ugly. Yes. That was ugly. It was the largest global recession since World War II. Wow. I'm currently working with a first-time home buyer, and he's approved for FHA. His lender actually has a program where he's going to get a 5% credit, yeah, to go towards his closing costs. So basically, he's got to come to the table with like $2,500. bucks. Mm-hmm. wow I know, 5%. That's that's a huge amount, and yeah. that's coming, yeah, from the, from the lender. Now... If he chooses that program, his interest rate is going to be a half a point higher okay. than your standard FHA. You, you pay okay with cash with that. or yeah. you pay with your right. payment. And he's okay yeah. with that yeah, because he figures I'll, I'll take the closing cost help and I can always refinance down the road if, if I need yeah, to. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is, are they, is he able to refinance later? Yep. If he, if he wants to, he's able yeah. to do that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, that was unheard of. I had to call the lender. To ask him like, to confirm that. I'm like, are you sure it's 5%? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, right. he was right. Yeah. Wow. So for buyers out there who think they cannot ever afford a home, please reach out to a local agent. Reach out to a trusted lender. There's so many programs that are available. And this really demonstrates how important it is to connect with someone that can actually give you information. I mean, so so many agents, they just want to put you into a house and they feel like, oh, I've spent so much time with these people. But I know both of you, we've talked about it on the show here. I've had clients for years and maybe you're not spending a lot of time with them, but it's a long process for them. And the the goal is to guide them to making a good decision to help them get into a home ownership position or get in the right property for their household. Because if you're not doing that and making it about them, then they're not going to want to listen to what you have to say. And when the market turns like this, people tend to think that real estate agents are just telling people what the agent needs to say to sell a house, not what's actually going to benefit them. So 
backing off and taking time is really important. I mean, I've had clients I've nurtured for years, like plural. I mean, I think there's, there's one person we're working with now. We're, uh, the, it was a 2017 initial contact. Wow. That's, I have a child that's that old. Right? <laughs> I mean, Maddie would be 3X, her current age, Sarah. So it, it, you have to look at it as playing the long game here. And if you're playing the long game, you're going to win in 2024, and we're going to get into that you know, next here as we kind of look at um, what, what's going on with some of the stuff happening in the real estate industry. Here's the top worries that consumers have right now, and I want to end with this. So um, high home prices are 48% of non-homeowners. High mortgage rates are 35%. Um, homelessness is 30%. I'm assuming that means not owning a home. Um, if that's just being homeless, we got bigger problems than that for sure. Um, so there's, you know, it, people are just concerned about affordability and now that we're seeing rates have come down and this, this study was published before rates came down to where they were. This uh, came out last week. To me, this is all the more reason that you want to be putting the word out using that script. Hey, Sarah, I'm not sure if you saw this. Um, I'm just following up as promised rates came down to just above six and a half today. That means you could be saying over $300 a month. On, your, on, on, on a home that you were looking at just a couple weeks ago? Would that impact your housing plans? People don't know. And if you're not putting the word out, you're doing yourself and your clients a disservice. I look at this as an obligation of real estate agents. Anything else you two are doing to help inform the population about what's going on right now? I mean, we talked about, you know, uh, using these scripts. I mean, Stacy, you're downloading things on your phone and showing it to them. Sarah, I know we had a training today about some stuff about like email marketing. What, what else are you doing right now to get the population informed about what's happening? Uh, I definitely started sending monthly market updates. So, yeah, it's what's going on in our local market, what the interest rates are, uh, what I'm seeing out in the market. And I noticed that there's a lot of people that are opening up those emails. They might not be responding, but I know they're getting the information. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's very positive. Um, also, but this is on the flip side for sellers. I'm sending um, the uh, text quick CMA. Mm -hmm. Just log in into Zillow and see where their home is right now. And right. I'll tell you, I've gotten so much re good response from that. Right. People are super excited about their gains mm -hmm. just on Zillow. I right. mean, that's mm -hmm. just a Zillow number. Right, right. <laughs> but their gains over the past couple of years. So um, sharing the good news with people is always, always a good thing. Uh, and I think we definitely need to do more of that. Yeah, and it is it is nice being able, I know we touched on this at the very beginning of the show, but being able to reach out with like, hey, this is exciting, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, is always like a, it just it feels better when starting the conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's so good to have good news to share. Right. Right. You know, yeah. it's like I want to get out and, and tell, like, go through my database and, and tell people what's mm -hmm. really going on. Sarah, both of you two are great at this. Sarah, in particular, I mean, you are excellent at staying positive in the face of like adversity. And, and I think that that attitude helps you sell like sell more houses and help more people because no one wants that negative Nancy coming in. And Stacey, you're no different. But and it's when you come in with that kind of energy. Hey, like I got some really exciting news. And you, you start off like that. It's like you get people's attention. You can't be this monotone person like this is exciting news. This is the lowest rates that we've seen in almost 18 months. You better be shouting it from the rooftops and telling all your prospects right now, because if you're not, somebody else is. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing you got to be mindful of in the current market conditions. So let's take a quick break here. Um, we're going to come back and we are going to talk about 
how a Coldwell Banker franchise is the latest firm that is stepping away from NAR and what it means. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender, NMLS 128501. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand-new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's TomToolWithAnE.com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. And we have Nick Wolf behind the camera. We all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Main Line. And we're going to be talking about this Seattle-based Coldwell Banker franchise stepping away from the National Association of Realtors. If you learn something from this segment or anything at all in the show, Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications, drop a comment, or if you want to talk about your situation, feel free to schedule a call with one of us in the comments. So this was not surprising to me because Seattle's one of those markets where you don't have to be a member of NAR to be part of the MLS, unlike here where it's if you want MLS access, you have to become a member of the National Association of Realtors. So... Uh, The Seattle-based Coldwell banker uh, Danforth uh, decided not to renew its affiliation with NAR starting in 2024. It's the first privately owned Coldwell banker franchise in the U.S. to separate from NAR. Um, There was a statement issued last Friday 
And I'll read some uh, excerpts from it from Dave Danforth, the designated broker owner. So the decision underscores our brokerage's unwavering commitment to agent autonomy and our belief in allowing agents to make choices that best best suit their needs and principles. Um, a lot of people are saying this is like another vote of no confidence in NAR. This I, I, this is not something to be taken lightly here. What do you two think about this? I believe that this is probably the start of a trend that we're going to see. Um, obviously, this company wasn't finding any value in the NAR, mm-hmm. along with their 300 agents that they're trying to protect. and Right. Figure out, you know, what what are we getting for these dues that we're paying? Obviously, right. they fi- feel there's it, there's no return on that investment. So uh, good for them if that's what they chose to do. Um, yeah. I'm sure they'll be just fine. Yeah. I mean, aside from getting access to the MLS, like I don't personally feel that um, NAR does anything for me. I think they lobby <laughs> in D.C. for whatever. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um. they, they are one of the biggest lobbyist organizations in the country, maybe the biggest. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of money to be a lobbyist or right. a lobbying firm. So that's where our dues are going. But what, what but do what we they... get from it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, besides the MLS in here. Right. Now, how did they broker that? How did that come well, about, so, so and how Seattle, can we detach? Well, we can't. So we're 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 in a tough spot because Bright MLS requires you to be a member of the board in order to get access, which is the exact, you know, th- this commission lawsuit. I don't see a lot of merits to it. The one issue I do see is that hey, you want MLS access, you have to be a realtor. Mm-hmm. Like that that is the one attachment I see here. I mean, we talked about what Jared James said last week, which the you know NAR and these other companies didn't lose the lawsuit. The other side won because they hired better attorneys and they ran a better case, which is, you know, it's it, it's no different than watching a sporting event where the team that's not as not the better team won because they had a better game plan going into it. So that that very much is the case here. Now, Seattle and, and that market, they don't require people to be members of uh, uh, NAR or a local association to get MLS access. So that's one of the rubs here. And I think that, that that's one of the challenges. So that's exactly how they brokered it. Um, I mean, you know, Dave Danforth, I mean, I, I don't know him. He came out and said, hey, like, it, you know, we, we've gotten some value. The only thing I really see that has value is the dispute resolution from the Board of Realtors uh, because it keeps a lot of nonsense out of court. Okay. It's a lot easier to work out deposit money issues where everyone kind of agrees on something. Um, I've been through a couple of those. Uh, and it's also, you know, agent-to-agent disputes that are very clear cut, but people are just not cooperating and they're not moving ahead. So I, I, right. I do like it for those reasons, but that could be done separately outside of NAR or they could just have the local board. I mean, that, that would be something that's, that's a little right. different. Um, you know, so to me, this is just, it, it, if companies are going to start to do this, Redfin already announced the company separation in early October, anywhere in Remax, they settled the lawsuit. Anywhere's the parent company to Coldwell Banker. And, it allows company-owned brokerages to end their NAR membership if they choose. I, you know, I, I don't want to speak for what our firm would do because we are an independently owned and operated Remax franchise because we don't have – it's not even an option, so there's really right. nothing to talk about. Um, and then all of a sudden, there, there's this verdict that comes out with – if you look at treble damages, it's going to be a $5.36 billion uh, lawsuit that immediately went into appeals. I mean, this is just unraveling quickly for NAR. Mm-hmm. And had they – you know, move to try to settle this sooner, 
and not go to court and not go to Georgia. I mean, I, I don't think we're even in this situation in the first place. And it's just it, it's continued missteps by an organization that's supposed to protect its members. And all it looks like they're really doing is trying to protect their jobs. Yep. Yeah. What about further down Did about the Department of Justice, the DOJ mm-hmm. reopening its case against NAR? I mean, it's another thing that that's unheard of. Yeah. I mean, so uh, this is a great point, Stacey. So the DOJ has given oral arguments in the U.S. Court of Appeals to reopen its case against NAR for violations for antitrust. And this, you know, this started, um, you know, back in uh, January. It was January 25th. The courts ruled um, that uh, that the, the closure of the antitrust suit was you know something that, that that should have been done. I mean, they've never had these. Um, not, it's an investigation, not a suit. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It, it's unheard of for these things to be overturned. So, and unfortunately, you know, it happens right after there's a presidential election. So you got to wonder how much of this is like policy based. And it, it there's, you know, for someone that spends all this money lobbying, it doesn't look like it's working out too well. It's not. I think that right. whole organization needs a major, major shakeup. Like. If you could pick it up and just shake it up, <laughs> it needs a major shakeup. Now, I know they put a new uh, CEO in, mm-hmm. installed. Like, I, I think, isn't she a temporary until yes. they have somebody else come in? Uh, other than that, that's the last thing we've heard about right. NAR. And they, I'm sure they just had a big... Um, influx of money. I know I just recently had to pay my annual dues. So um, (laughs) I'm sure everybody did. I don't think that's like based on when you joined. I think it's like here's their due now. They're due now. Pay up. So everybody just paid. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I want you to think about this because the, I mean, obviously, you know, you you two guys make a a lot more than this and we don't need to go into details, but the average agent makes between 30 and $40,000 a year. It's like 700 bucks to be part of these boards. That's a lot of money. For yeah. someone who's making between thirty and forty thousand dollars a year, so well, not to mention that then on top of it, you have your bright your MLS, yeah, like, and mm-hmm. that's what one fifteen, one twenty. The MLS, I see a tangible value. Yeah, for. I totally no, for do. sure. But just for like backing up cost. that, if you if this is what the average agent makes, and then you're paying all these different mm-hmm. fees things. to all these different organizations, right? Annually, right? To be to be affiliated with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree, Sarah. It's tough. And if the average agent makes between, what did you say, 30 and 40,000? 30 and 40,000. I mean, the numbers are all over of, the place. That's, that's a big yeah. part. It, it's well, and tough. like, I know that it is only quarterly that it comes up, but sometimes it feels like it's all the time. Like, like a notification that. that's like, another, another payment I due. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it, 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 it's incredible. And, and stuff just adds up, right? So this is, I think, mm-hmm. where people are starting to question this. And you may see a lot of, and I can't tell you how many folks I've talked to where they're like, hey, I'm not renewing my license this year or I'm going to stay part time. So now all these things are it, it adds up. And because the market got a little harder, I mean, it, although the upside here is that folks like you two and myself and the people on our team that are committed, I mean, they're going to take a lot of market share next year. I am absolutely clear on that. NAR really has, has created this problem where no one bets on the organization anymore. I mean, they, they, they don't want to be part of it. I mean, you see large companies. I mean, Redfin is not, not anything to sneeze at. Say what you want about them as a discount, limited service broker. They're not part of NAR anymore. And they had a seat on the NAR board because they're one of the top 50 brokerages in the country. So you're going to see anywhere in Remax aren't requiring their franchises. I mean, the, the writing's on the wall here. So this is where, you know, I, I think this is just kind of the, the, the there's going to be more of this to come, Stacey, like you said, for sure. I think that, that that's a really great way to look at this here. 
agree. So let's take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we are going to talk about Realtor.com housing market predictions, and are they right or did they get it wrong? Next on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at MyMortgageAmerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at TomTool.com. That's TomToolWithAnE.com. Get more out of your real estate career, and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. All right, all right. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time, and she's Stacy Mitchell. We have uh, Nick Wolf behind the camera. We all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we've got some Realtor.com market predictions for uh, next year in 2024. I'm going to run through them with you, ladies. And before we do that, if you get some value out of this uh, segment, you like what you hear, you got questions, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications. We've got it all linked up here. And uh, obviously, if you want to schedule a call with our team to talk about your needs, you can do that with the link in the comments as well. So Realtor.com, they came out with a couple things. One is like their their top 10 housing markets. I'd love to know what the what what the qualifications are right. here when Toledo Ohio is number one <laughs> number one <laughs> and then you know beating San Diego for example which is one of my favorite cities in the country um I, I just I don't I don't know what top 10 means I mean the, the, it says the factors are cultural amenities recreational opportunities educational institutions um and uh cost-effective lifestyle and then they got all these California cities in there I mean good luck with the tax bill there so now uh, so 
they're saying, um, as I'm reading this, it's expected sale and price growth rates are the reasons why. So these are up-and-coming markets, which anytime someone says up-and-coming neighborhoods, I'm like, how long is it going to take for the neighborhood to actually arrive? That's right. always my question. <laughs> so what, let's focus on the market predictions. That, that, that's what I really want to get into here. They have five of them. So I'm going to run through these here with you, ladies. I'd love to get your reaction to them. So the first one is around home prices. So... Uh, what the, the summary of this here is projections suggest a potential improvement in affordability in 2024 as home prices are expected to ease slightly coupled with lower rates and income growth, resulting in a decreased mortgage payment share relative to median income. What do you think about that? Hmm. Well, I think that in our local market, I don't believe that we're going to see home prices softening. Right. Um, I think that we still have a lot of buyers and there's a lot of competition Mm -hmm. because of, you know, the strain on the inventory that we have. So when a house comes on the market, if it's still, you know, if it's relatively move-in ready, you're still going to get the multiple offers. Mm -hmm. So I, I just don't see home prices softening in our area. Right. I mean, I'm I think, sure there's plenty of areas that they are. Sure, sure. Um, and I think the, you know, obviously lower mortgage rates would improve um, affordability. If you do have uh, income growth, that would like those pieces, I think, make sense. But yeah, locally here, I don't I don't see there being much of an easing in home prices. Yeah, and I'm, I, I, I agree with you. And, and looking at this here, I don't know that's what the, the, it looks like what they're saying is that it's not going to be an easing. I think they're saying slower appreciation okay. um, coupled with lower rates and income growth might mean that the, like the payment's going to actually decrease relative to income. So gotcha. I do agree with you. I don't see any in our market. Other markets, sure. We've already seen it in Austin, San Antonio, some other places where prices are down slightly. I, I don't see prices going down at all. Um, so I, I, I tend to disagree with, I don't think all these things are going to happen, and I don't know we're going to see a ton of income growth. I think that's right. that's a big question here. I think the only thing we're seeing right now is we've got rates at six and five eighths, so that's going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, home prices easing slightly, I would say they're going to rise slightly. Would be my, mm-hmm. uh, especially looking at the greater Philadelphia area here. So I, I tend to agree. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like everything in there. Uh, number two, heading into twenty twenty four, home sales are expected to remain around four million as high costs deter existing homeowners from moving. Sales driven by necessities such as job changes and downsizing are anticipated to play a significant role. I would I would somewhat agree with that, but I think that there also have been people that have been, like I think there is like a pent-up group of people that have been wanting to move um, or needing to like, you know, transact and we're waiting for, the right time um, and that as time continues to go on, I guess then they would just get pushed into the category of people that just really do need to move. Yeah, I think you're right. You you always have those folks, but you're right, Sarah. The ones that have been trying to wait it out and sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. There's frustration. So they're like, you know what? We're just, we have to do it. We have yeah. to make a move. We could be sitting here waiting another three to five years. Right. And we don't know. Nobody has a crystal ball. Right. So, you know, just make the move. But um, I think that with the, the if, if the interest rates continue to, to remain where they are or even decrease more, 
um, you're going to see some sellers coming back into the market. So we could have a little bit higher inventory, which would be great. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I, I think barely budge is a, it, it's a little much here. I, I'm clear we're going to see more home sell. I mean, if, if rates are at six and five eights, like that all of a sudden, I mean, you get to six and a half, you get to six and a quarter, that's going to bring some people to the market. And remember, we've seen 49% price growth since 2020. So there's going to be some people that might have regret of what they bought and say, you know what, we've got enough equity in the home. We're going to move again. We bought this. We knew we weren't going to be here forever. Um, and, you know, when if you look at when rates dipped this year to around 6%, home sales were moving very quickly. Beginning of last year or the beginning of this past year and, and other parts. So I, I do see more homes selling. I don't see a ton more until we, we – uh, you know, we see rates come down a little bit more because of the lock-in effect. Because right now, it's like ninety-some percent of people, like high nineties, have have a rate that's below where they currently are. So, I do see more home selling. I, I, I mean, it's tough to predict where it's going to end up. Well, and I mean, for the people that bought in 2020, 2020 to twenty 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 four, four years, especially if it's you know, if you had a big chunk of people who were first time home buyers, maybe just getting married, like kids can certainly um, happen in that time frame, and. Yes. Um, yeah. Great point. And and they do have, if they bought in 2020, 2021, they have great equity in their home mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So they could make a move and they could put more money down on the house so it, to offset the interest rates, I think. Right. U.S. homeowners are sitting on $9.3 trillion in uh, home equity right wow. now. And it's down slightly from, you know, the peak of 21 and 22 eventually people are going to start doing one of two things. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago um, around the holiday, and they live in a single-family home. They're settled in. They're going to be adding on to their home. They're going to be building above the garage. The, the, there's other homes doing this in the neighborhood. They've got a low rate, but they're in a kind of neighborhood where you can do that. They've got land. It makes sense. Um, there's other – if you're in a townhome, you can't add on, right? I mean, if you're in – I mean, may, maybe you can. I mean, I want to say never is with those things. There's some people that aren't going to be able to do that, or it's not going to make sense because they're going to be over-improving the property. You really only can do that with a single-family home. So there's going to be some folks that just say, you know what, I'm out. Or it might be like a school district issue. It might be a Mm -hmm. job relocation issue. Or it might be just something they want to get into a totally different neighborhood. So you've got to be in that right kind of neighborhood to begin with. And uh, I'm clear we're going to see that these people have equity. You know, Seven years used to be the turn time for when people were living in properties. Now it's up to 11, but there's going to be some that move a little sooner than you think. All right, prediction number three. Realorder.com predicts mortgage rates will be 6.5% by the end of 2024, citing a continued improvement in inflation as the primary reason. What do you think? I think, I mean, we're we're very close there now. So, (laughs) I mean... Honestly, we'll, I, we'll have to see if this sticks, yeah, in fairness. We'll, okay, we'll have to see if it sticks. I hope it does. I mean, I'm all for I it. I totally hope it does. I hope it's in the lower sixes, actually. Yeah. So wait, so are they saying they're going to go, um, because of inflation, like at some point they're going to go up again and then come back down or dip down and then come back up? Just like at the end of the year, they're saying 6.5. Mm-hmm. So that's our prediction. So it could be up and down, down and up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what they mean. So I've, I, I, I'm clear that could be the case, and it might go lower, Stacey, and I'll tell you why. There's been all this noise all of a sudden coming out that the Fed is disconnected from reality and will be cutting rates four to six times next year. I heard that, too, and is, I know why. It's an election year. 
Well, that that that's one reason for sure. Um, I, I don't anyone that says it's anything but an election. Like I got news for you: these people care more about their jobs than they yes. do the American people. I don't care what anyone says. I've 100%. seen it. I've been you've been around enough. All three of us, we've yep. seen these things happen, right? So, um, there's a Paul uh, uh, Gambles. He's a uh, managing partner at the MBMG Group, and what he is saying is that they're way behind the curve when it comes to cutting rates. And that inflation is never going to go down to two percent. The target is unrealistic. And he uh, told on, on um, CNBC's Squawk Box. There's uh, a tongue twister here. CNBC's Squawk Box Asia that the Fed was behind the curve on lowering rates and in order to avoid an extreme and protracted monetary tightening cycle. It will have to deliver at least five rate cuts next year alone. And they're just really disconnected from economic factors and from reality. And that you can't make any assumptions about when the Fed is going to wake up and start smelling the amount of damage they're causing the economy. I mean, this is this is wow. pretty damning stuff here. That is. Yeah. And I mean, we've been saying for a long time that the two percent, their goal of two percent is completely unrealistic. Um, so I agree with that person on on Squawk Box. Can you imagine if there's that many rate cuts next year? That would, uh, I'll tell you what, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> we know what's going to happen crazy. in our local market. Yes. There's Almost in- like they should have just like stayed out of it and not done right. Oh, wow. That. The government's staying out of something. <laughs> a, a fascinating uh, and excellent advice you have here, Sarah. I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, it's just, just the, way it, uh, the, way, the way it goes. So I tend to, I mean, a lot of people are predicting six and a half, maybe low sixes. MBMA is calling for low sixes. I mean, if we get down to six, like, I mean, buckle up. I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of a lot of business to be done. And that's why agents need to be talking to their people now. So we're in agreement with some of this stuff, not in agreement with all of them. Very interesting predictions from Realtor.com here. They predict inventory dropping 14.7% in 2024. I don't agree wow. with that one if rates come down. And uh, rent prices, they're talking about they're going to stay pretty flat, which I do tend to agree with. I agree with that. Um, on, on, on that. So that's what we got on this week's episode. You want to follow Sarah. She's at Ty underscore Ty time on Instagram. You can follow Stacy at the number two Mitchko. You can follow me at Tom tool three RD on Instagram. And remember, if you got some value out of the show here, you want to schedule a call with our team, head over to our YouTube channel, click on the link in the comments. We can walk you through everything real estate related and make sure to hit the bell for notifications. So, you know, every time we're going live, every Tuesday here on WWDB, 860 AM on Tool Time Real Estate Radio.